I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. I'm Allison Katzkowski, your host. I'm excited to be with you on this Thursday, and I'm really excited about my guest today. And if you've been listening since we added this second show every week, if you've been following me on my flagship Tuesday show, which is usually all about self-care and all different paradigms, when we added this show, what my focus, I wanted my focus to be here was to talk directly about what a real client experience can look like. And so when I talk to guests, I'm always interested in their input, their philosophy, their framework, but also a little bit about their story too, which is why I'm really excited about my guest today. My guest today is Christina Wise. She's the founder. Her company is called The Wealthy Wealthy, which I find really intriguing. And we're going to have a really interesting conversation today around money, around building a business, around lifetime habits to build wealth, and how she's able to harness a lot of that into creating a really unique client experience for the people that she serves. Thank you so much for joining me today. Pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for making time. My pleasure. So let's talk a little bit about you, your background. If you could just introduce yourself to my audience, that would be great. Oh, that's, you know, at this age and stage of life, that that life story goes way back and I never know quite where to start it. I think for, for this audience, where I'll start, since it sounds like a lot of business owners and those in yes. about wellness, is this story starts when I was on a stage. I was leading my industry. I was very well known in the real estate industry uh-huh. as a, a disruptor, a business owner, one of the largest brokers. I mean, I was, right. my name was a household name. And I was speaking on a stage, I was keynoting on a stage there's about 1500 people in the audience. These were like the top leaders in the real estate industry at the time. Mm-hmm. This keynote presentation and I nailed it. I mean, I nailed it and I got a standing ovation. And again, it couldn't have, this was the highlight of my career. And I kid you not, I'm getting off the stage. People are clamoring for my number. Christina, uh-huh. are you here there? Can we, how are you there? And in my head, I was thinking, Christina, my God, girl, you started in a trailer home. And you're yeah. here. You've got this standing ovation. You've made it this far. You can name your price. You did it. You did it. You did it. And so it's, I mean, I remember that moment. It was the highlight of everything. Totally. How could you not? Right. The, where the story goes from there within 48 hours, I couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. I, uh, what happened when I was on stage, I heard this click in my brain, which was really weird. Hmm. And it, this presentation because I'd rehearsed this presentation. It was, you know, it was very important as as you can imagine. But I heard this click in like three seconds. It took me out, but I was able to get back into the situation. But once the adrenaline wore off, uh-huh. I barely get myself to the airport and get myself home. So what happened is I what started this kind of cascade of health issues is I had a stress stroke on the stage. Oh wow. And then my brain, somehow the adrenaline was able to keep me going. Mm. It went downhill from there. And then it was this cascade of health issue after health issue after health issue. Uh-huh. But it was like a house of cards almost. House of cards. Just, and I've right. been for too long, marathon running at the same time, building at this national business. I was, the business was, you know, seven, big second, seven figure company. Sure. So the moral of that story is I, I sacrificed everything for this business and for the money. And I, it took me about a year and a half fighting to get my health back. I know wow. many of you have been there. Yeah, absolutely. What I learned on through that story is that, and it sounds like even with your podcast, it's on self-care. I was pushing myself all the time, chasing success, chasing the money, yeah. the accolades, totally like in the story of, it must've been the story of I'm not good enough because no matter where I was, it was never yeah. good. Business wasn't big enough. It was just never enough. Yeah. 
And that's what happens. We tend to overcompensate when we're feeling lackful in one place in our life. We go over to where we know we can get results, right? And it's like, let me double down over here, right? Total double down. Yeah. No matter where you get, it's never enough. It didn't matter what age I got to. Inside, I didn't feel like it was enough. I was comparing myself with everybody out there. So I had to keep going. So what that did that, what that situation took me to was to really... What happened, and so I like telling this story with entrepreneurs, and I talk to entrepreneur audiences of all types and sizes and success levels all the time. But what happened is that kind of in this, there's so much things. So what many times drives us to be an entrepreneur is the money. Totally. Success, you know, right? Set our own schedule, do the things that we really want, et cetera. We call the shots, right? Yeah, we kind of call the shots. But it's, it's kind of, that's, that's all we really think about it. There's no real yeah. in mind, if you will. It's just keep yeah. going. Yeah. And scale. So what happened is when I started breaking down, what do you think happened to my business? I'd sacrificed everything, relationships, marriages, certain relationship with my children, and then my health, all for to build this beast. Mm. You know, yeah. it had. Yeah. So what happened in my business with all that is when I broke down, the business broke down. Mm-hmm. Naturally. You know, it was all built on my back of resilience and grit and strength and all the things we as entrepreneurs have. And but I never even factored in that if something happened to me, what happened would what would happen to business. And my head yeah. was in. Yeah. It really took me to this place. But now on the so that was it. So my body was breaking down, my business was breaking down. And to try to, with all my health issues, plus maintaining the cost of totally the, you know, month to month taking care of to stay there. Once you get there, you want to stay there, right? So, I mean, that all the, the income from the business was going down, but my expenses were the same and they're even higher because I mean, I was writing check after check after check trying to believe it. I mean, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars at the end of the day to try to diagnose, which ended up being adrenal fatigue and heavy metal poisoning and a stress stroke and, and my hormones were, sh- I mean, my, it's like my body was, it just yeah. short circuit on steroids. It sounds like, right. So yeah. you know what that totally see it all so, the time. Yeah. So that's where I was and it took me down. So, you know, it just gave me this time to reflect like, Oh my God, I, I sacrificed so much for this business and this business isn't taking care of me when I'm sick. In yeah. fact, it's yeah. more. Yes. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, privately, publicly, I was a big public figure, like I, like I mentioned, privately, and so people would always like ask me entrepreneurial questions and how totally. are you building? Right. I'd be doing stages, like I'd be giving all the entrepreneurial secrets. I I was the poster child for entrepreneurial success, going yeah. from <laughs> oh, the irony at this point, right? You know, whole seven, high seven figure business, women in business. I got all the awards for yeah, being in all office. the accolades, all the yeah. accolades, well deserved, right? Totally. Privately, though, what nobody could see was I was building my wealth, my personal wealth. I was studying money. I was studying money in business. So the business study actually was turning into a good business, mm-hmm. but I thought I was studying money. And this came out of big, you know, mishaps and bank, you know, doing everything wrong, you know, years before that, but I was, I was a student of money and I really realized that uh, I wanted to have wealth. I wanted to have net worth and I wanted to have financial freedom. So that's what I was doing privately, reading the books, doing, learning how to be investing in real estate. I was learning like anything I could do. And I'd started started building up this really nice uh, net worth and portfolio. And so now I was doing that because I was so determined to be financially free and so determined to have the money. So everything was kind of money business focused, which it's different now, even though I'm in business and have net worth, it's, it comes from a different place. But the point is that privately I was doing these things, never talked about it. Nobody can ever see private net worth. It's not obvious. Yeah, right. They see our success in business, but they don't see so the irony of all that is that everything I'd sacrificed so much for is was breaking had broke me and yeah. was break me and was down. But my assets and my net worth that I built over here, my wealth, it was actually what saved me because I had money stored over here yeah. in places outside of my business. Yeah. So I was able to 
still assets that ended up helping me save my life. I had cash available. I could have, I could pay all the bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's just coming out of that realization of like, oh my gosh, this yeah. thing we're all driven towards this business. It can get so out of balance that we're yes. not building this net worth over here yeah. on the side that when the business is no longer viable one way or another, we yeah. have to have this thing over here. Well, which a is- lot of entrepreneurs though, I think they are the business, right? To your point. And it's like, if something were to happen and they had to step out, there was no way that things could continue to go. And so I'll never forget a couple summers ago, I was in the same room with Devin Klein, who was the founder of Burn Bootcamp, just the fastest growing fitness franchise in the US right now. And he made a statement and I'll never forget it. He said, the primary aim should be your goal. Your business should always serve you. It shouldn't be the other way around. And I remember like, Back when I started my business years ago, it was like nose to the grindstone. I had zero money when I began. You know, it was just like, go, 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 go. But then what are you doing to your point? Like everything that you were saying, you you sacrifice so much to do that. But at the end of the day, what are you doing it for? You know, what's the primary aim, right? So true. And so exactly. And that's what I, what I realized in, 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 you know, reflecting on everything, hindsight's 2020, of course, but I realized that I was, I was just building to be bigger, Mm -hmm. building according to a plan. I didn't know how much money was enough. I didn't know how much enough more was always the answer. Mm -hmm. And we live in this culture of more, be more, be more. It's like, it's always more, more, more. Well, social media doesn't help because all we see is, well, if I'm going to be successful, I need to do what Susie's doing online, right? Well, Susie's only showing you like a teeny tiny snippet, right? Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And again, reflecting, I realized I built this beast that I actually didn't even like. Mm, I thought isn't that was, interesting? I didn't have any freedom. This business, I didn't own the business. And I mean, the more employees, the more hassles, the more, the I mean, the more everything. And it was just like hurting. Yep. Cat yep. And it was just one big bundle of daily stress. And I didn't even yeah. realize it was. And it so, took you having to get, it took you getting taken out of the game to kind of get what I'm hearing you say is that even though I was away from my business, I had planned for the rainy day and the rainy day was happening. Right. And now you've sort of realigned and you're kind of like, you know, changed your course. Yeah. So when, and I call it lifestyle and business by design where Love it. we're going into it, like we're architecting it, we're pre-planning it. It's yes. like it's build our dream home. There's 10 million different ways to build a dream home, but so we get to, to architect ours. We want a single story or two story. Do, you know, what's the size, different stages in our life. It's a different type of house. Mm-hmm. So we'll spend the time if we had the opportunity to, to kind of architect our house, if you will, but we don't architect our lives. Mm-hmm. So when I looked at all this and had a chance to architect my business. My business was to be part of my life, to yes. fix not this thing that I kind of owned and owned me. And when I reinvented it and reinvented everything to the business that I do now and the work that I do now, you know, part of that that conversation with myself and whiteboarding that was I want to I want a location independent business. I want to be yeah. able to work. Yeah. So handcuffed because I had so many employees. I want to, you know, I want to, I don't want any more than five employees. So I need to figure out how to build a business. And, you know, I I want this amount of cash flow. And, but it's, it's all organized around really architecting what is the best business for me? Yeah. It's architected around answering the question. And this is what I believe is the most important question that as adults, we can ask ourselves. And, Mm One simple question, but has many different layers to it. And that question really is how much money is enough? Oh, I love that. Because I really think that a lot of people really don't think about that. They think I'm going to work a certain number of years. I'm going to check off the the box, the boxes on the list, the house, the second home, if that's the goal, the car, the kids through school, whatever, you know, and then check, 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 check. Okay, now I'm good. But they don't like put like, Put like a, a fence around it, so to speak, right? Exactly, exactly. And so when we look at 
how much money is enough? It, and we just say, if I said, hey, go figure out how much money is enough, then what happens is you think like, okay, that doesn't seem like it should be too difficult. But then when you start trying to answer the questions, you realize like, hey, there's a lot more to this, to try to answer this question. It's not as easy as I thought it was. Yeah. So it's, it's how much money is enough. And we want to look at that from a couple different places to begin with. And the first thing is, is we want to say how much money is enough to live quality of life mm-hmm. and to really think about that, like say on an annualized basis, mm-hmm. is it a hundred thousand a year? Is it 200,000 a year? Is it a million a year? It's a diff- it's going to be different for everyone, but this is why this work is so important because we need to figure out our numbers, right? If not, we are, like you said, especially because of social media, we're comparing it to everybody else yeah. and through consumption, like buying the same thing so that we look like we're making the same, right? Because no, Which actually- is really deceiving because it's really yeah. not even beginning to reveal the full story, right? Never. So we can yeah. don't in the financial curtain. Yeah. Yeah. Situation. It looks on the outside one way, yeah. very different on the inside. And I know this yeah. because I do. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I mean, that's mm-hmm. who I work with. And I know their public identity. I know what, yeah. what it's on paper. And a lot of it is really good. But when we look behind the scenes, what's happening financially at home? It's usually a shit show. Yeah, it's a mess. Right. Exactly. So to your point, but that's what we want to do. We want to say, how much money is enough to live my life? And what I like to do is from the place of, if it never got better than this, it would be good enough. Mm, That's an interesting way to look at it. Look at it. Like it's it's just called the good enough. Like Life would be very satisfactory. I would be really content. And what we realize when we look at it that way through mo- for most people, it's much less than we think when we, and, and I yeah. put some, and pretend like nobody else got to see it. Mm-hmm. So nobody else could judge your quality of life. This is just for you. It's very protected from anybody else's judgment. Mm-hmm. They would never know. So then we're not using, we're not comparing it to anybody else, but yeah. then it's to really look at it and it's to say like, okay, is it important to have this? You know, what type of house and, and, yeah. you know, totally. do I, what type of cars do matter? Yeah. What type of vacations do I want? And are, is, is there anything else that's really that important? And you just, well, and start- a lot of entrepreneurs don't really stop and think about that. They're just like, I want to make my first million. Then I want to focus on hitting five million or whatever, whatever the number is, right? Scale my business. That's another phrase that I'm seeing all over the place, right? But it's like people aren't stopping to think what that actually looks like for them. They don't. And yeah, I mean, you're so right on. That's exactly it's go from five figures to six figures to seven figures to eight. And that's all the bullshit narrative yeah. out there. Right. They'll scale. And when we don't understand money mm-hmm. and capital is and all these different facets, people scale too fast. They go into too much debt to try to scale yeah. on put themselves in so much trouble following the, you know, kind of yeah. the the entrepreneurial narrative that's out there that you should yeah. skip all the time. Yeah. So exactly. When we know this amount, now we can start to do what I call reverse engineer our mm-hmm. own because yeah. we have numbers in life. Yeah. It's part of the work that we're doing. But so it's looking at that. Okay. How much money is enough to live a good life? Mm-hmm. Now let's just to make the numbers easy. Let's just say if I had no debt, if the cars were paid off, if the house is paid off, if I had no credit card debt, I could live off a hundred thousand a year just to make the math easy. And it's saying, and by the way, there's only about 15% of the population who that makes over $150,000 a year. Right. So even some of this, when we look at it, we can say like making over six figures is actually top percentage. Yeah. It's you're actually in the minority. You're in the minority. Exactly. Already. Like it's, it's, yeah. I don't like saying anything's difficult, but far few people make far few people make over six figures a year than we realize. Yeah. Well, and I think to your point, I think it's, it's detaching because money has so many charged feelings and thoughts for people too. You know, we, we base not just a lot of our identity, but a lot of our success on, how much money are we making? How profitable are we? Right. How, how much discretionary income do we have? How, 
you know, and, and that I think brings up a lot of very charged feelings and thoughts for people. So I think as an, an entrepreneur, you have to think about not just what your goal is and how you're going to get there, but you want to think you also have to navigate that, which can, as you grow and evolve and change, it's, it's a, can be kind of a bumpy ride. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Said, I mean, I always say like, where's, where's, they never put this in entrepreneurial head, head, they right. never put the entrepreneurial handbook. Yep. It's, yeah. it's going to be some really rough days. Yeah. There's really dark moments. You're going to think you're going broke like 10 times before you ever kind of figure it out. Like totally. they don't put it in print it. There's not even in the fine print anywhere. Uh, but you know, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. It's, it's not, it, it is a challenge, but we love the challenge. But the thing is, is when we know how much money is enough, Again, where we get like confused is we we're doing everything for the business and building this business and trying to think money. We think about money when in the context of business without realizing that the only point of working so hard on our business to make the money is to be able to pay ourselves enough. Yeah. Be able to fund the cost of our lifestyle. Yeah. Right. That's what the money's for. We enjoy our money through our household, not through our business. Yes. Yes. We spend the money with our family. We spend the money at home. It's when it's the money at home. That's the fulfilling part of money. It's like I said, it's where we buy our healthy groceries. It's where we buy our fitness programs. It's, yeah. it's, it's where we pay live for a trip, you know, pay for a nice new toy of some type for the house or whatever. Right. Personal. Some money's personal. Mm-hmm. We need to keep that in priority with the business. It's like the business is here as a means to provide yes. enough that I get to pay myself so that my family, my personal life can be fulfilled by how we spend the money. Yes. And the, the fulfillment of money is in the household. It's not in the business. Yeah. The business is kind of just a means to the end, mm-hmm. but we put everything to the business and sacrifice everything in our household. Yeah. Like how much does it cost to live a really good quality life in my household? hundred thousand dollars. So what that means is that if that's the case, then our business needs to fund us, fund us a hundred thousand dollars. Wait, there's more. I mean, that's the simple thing. Like, oh, if I can live off a hundred thousand a year, I need to profit a hundred thousand in my business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but that's usually as much as we may think about it. But what's important is we need to know that I ask this question all the time to my audiences is who in the audience wants to be financially free, financially mm-hmm. independent, financially yeah. sovereign? Do you think every hand goes up? Yeah, ask, I would think. Is there anybody in here who doesn't want to be financially yeah. free? Yeah. I mean, it's a local question, but no. Then I ask, now, how many of you have ever spent 30 minutes determining mm-hmm. what it's going to take for you to ever be financially free? Yeah. You you have to literally like look at it, look at it from two sides. You have to look at it as a business owner. Okay. These are my expenses. These are not these. These are expenses every month get paid. You know, we got rent. If you have a brick and mortar location like I do, it's you got your rent and what goes with that. Right. And then you've got like your other business related expenses. Um, But as far as thinking, like what you said, you have to take a step back and kind of look at it from through another lens to look at it from that angle, too. Well, you have to. And that's just it. Again, if we're just chasing more money in our business, we don't know how it impacts our life. Mm-hmm. And that's it. like, so how many of you have probably spent 30 minutes to an hour actually figuring out what it's going to take to be financially free? Mm-hmm. So 10% of the hands go up to say I've been financially free and maybe 10% of the hands go up that says I've taken the time and I, I know what it's going yeah. to take. Yeah. And it's, so it's the question is like, why is that? Mm-hmm. And the why is that is because we're not taught yeah. how holistically about money. Mm-hmm. Money is very similar. Like it, it's, it's very holistic. It, it affects so many key areas of our life, but we don't understand it. We are financially illiterate in this country, probably yeah. across. And we don't realize it. And highest, high income earners are usually, you know, the more income you make, if you're financially illiterate, the, that more money is just going to cause you more problems. Yeah. Yeah. If we want to be financially free, mm-hmm. now we have to say like, okay, it costs me a hundred thousand dollars to live my life. Now I'm going to have to build a net worth, a portfolio of assets outside of my business that can provide the hundred thousand dollars a year. And that's, that's asset income. That's passive income. That's, 
that's uh, net worth income, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the non-working income. So part of our, our financial goal is we want to build a nest egg that's going to provide $100,000 at some point of time, some point in time, mm-hmm. in five years, 10 years, 20 years, however long it's going yeah. to take. Mm-hmm. And now we, as simple as knowing that, we have mm-hmm. to know the cost to live our life. And we have to say in 20 years, I want to be completely financially free. I don't want to have to wake up and worry about my business every day. I don't want to fund the damn thing. I don't want to have to take on the stress of it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to close the doors if I want to. Mm-hmm. And be fully, you know, I want to be in the mountains. I want to be hiking. I want to be biking. Maybe I'll play around in my business, but it'll be 100% of my choice mm-hmm. on that day. It's 20 years from now. So now we can do some very simple math and com- put it in a compound calculator that says, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to have to put $30,000 a year for 20 years and invest that to be able to have that a million dollars of net worth that's, or $2 million of net worth that's going to provide me $100,000 of income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now very simple math. Again, it takes us 30 minutes to sit down and do this, but we've never done it. Yeah. Now it's okay. I have $100,000 for the cost of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I need $30,000 to be able to create that future self $100,000 mm-hmm. that I invest every year. So that's $130,000. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need some rainy days and some extra cash and things that, you know, need to factor right. in. Mm-hmm. Let's just put on, let's just, you know, add on another $20,000 a year. And now let's say it, we're at one fifty as business owners. And now we'll need to pay taxes on that. So assuming around one fifty, what would we have to pay taxes? And let's just pretend it's 50,000 a year. So now by doing this exercise, we can tell ourselves like, oh, the business now, my business needs to profit $200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So I can pay, the business can pay me and my family 200 grand and that'll pay Uncle Sam. That will pay my future self so I can invest. That will pay our $100,000 lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it's going to give us some cash for, you know, rainy day and some, some extra things that we have 20000 sitting around in, in cash that we can spend on vacations and rainy day and yada, yada, yada. So now we can look at our profit margin. And if our profit margin is, let's say, 20%, mm-hmm. then we can say that, okay, I need a million-dollar revenue business that's going to pay me $200,000, and that $200,000 is completely fund the rest of my life. And so my business strategy now can be a million dollars. I don't need a $2 million business. Yeah. I don't $5 million business. Yeah. I determined that a million dollar business will do it. If my profit margin is 40%, then I, I need a half a million dollar business. Well, I and have- I think we just have, you have to think too about, okay, does this mean I'm going to have to bring on a lot of team? You know, is this, I mean, which adds to your overhead, right? So it's like one, one of the things I always coach my entrepreneurs on doing, especially my specialty is a hybrid business model in person and online is if you want a boutique style business, you can do that because not only can you make more money, but you keep things simpler. You know, you keep this whole process about how is my future self living a lot simpler. I Bingo. think. Yeah. Absolutely. And exactly. Yeah. We complicate our lives. We kind of, we had right. so much complexity. And again, just go back to just the entire entrepreneurial message, which is scale, 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 grow, yeah. grow. And there's no numbers. It's pulling numbers out of the sky. It's all a game. Mm. And everybody's in that race to, to zero. I mean, totally. zero, right. Race down one way or another at the end of the day. Yeah. That's what you're teaching. But when we know our numbers, it's like, Hey, I just need to figure out how to do it. A half a million dollar business, keep a yeah. profit 30% that pays me my 200. Life is pretty easy. I can sustain that. And keep things. There's a, something to be said for keeping things very simple, but let's not confuse simple with, with not being profitable and making good money. Cause you can have both. It's one of the things, things I like to say a lot to my entrepreneurs is we can live in the end. You know, it's not an either or you can live in the end. Absolutely. I mean, your message yeah. is right on. And yeah. no, is usually more profitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then when we get to a place of sustainability, what I talk about scale in business is when you hit that sustainable place mm-hmm. of hitting your numbers, if, like if you've determined your numbers at $200,000 profit, when you hit that number and it's sustainable, you can mm-hmm. do it. It's content. Hit your number first. Mm-hmm. 
worry about scale. Don't take all these risks. Yeah. Right. And then if you're bored and then if you want to scale it to the next level or yeah. you have more risk or that type yeah. of thing, then do this, this scale. Yeah, absolutely. Where you're going to take it. Yeah. Place where your business completely takes care of your life according to your life terms. Yeah, absolutely. Grow more, grow more, 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 always. It's, it just doesn't yeah. turn the way we think it's going to so turn. So you out. mostly then work with entrepreneurs and, and your client experience. So walk me through just a few minutes. If you could just kind of sum up when you take someone through, this is basically your philosophy and your approach is what we've been talking about. How do you walk, put, take that and put that in a client experience? And so I've created a brand new Visionary Retreat Leaders Checklist. This is pure gold, folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the can work with me icon, work with me, which is on the left-hand side. If you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear and you can just put your email address in and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold. And quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over-delivering and over-sharing. And I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. Yeah. Well, the first thing that we do is we set part so much as we know, there's, there's mm-hmm. so much mindset and everything. So right. what they teach this, this connection between our mindset and then the skill set and how we bridge these two together. But the mindset piece, again, our mindset, what I find is the mindset for entrepreneurs tends to be off when the mindset is more is better. And then two, the mindset, the belief, it's, it's this, what I call the entrepreneurial myth, the entrepreneurial, um, whole, the entrepreneurial, yeah. just, uh, uh, hamster wheel. And it's this belief that, that when we think that there's not enough money, we believe that we have to go work harder in our business and grow a yeah. bigger, make yeah. enough money. Right. And it, that's, that's just not true. I love that. I love that you're saying that because I do think a lot of people believe that. They do. And it's, so then it's this entrepreneurial trap. It becomes a trap. And that trap is you work harder in your business. You make more money. Then you pay your household more money and then your expenses go up to reach the household. And so now you've got this expensive lifestyle and you have to go hustle in your business to hit even yeah. bigger. It's a double edged sword. Pay for the cost of this expensive lifestyle. And that goes on forever. And now we think we need to scale more. So we need to go invest more in the business. Yeah. We need. Very expensive mastermind, and we need to go buy the next shiny, shiny penny. And it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah, yeah. business just takes all of our money. Mm-hmm. Happens. So what I do is what we do is we really separate this, like what I talked about. And it's to it starts with the work of how much money is enough, and separating our business from our personal life, and putting the business almost over here on the side, and saying this thing over here. And we bring all the focus around money and success to our household, to personal, mm-hmm. to ask what is a good life and how much does it cost to live it? Mm-hmm. What am I sacrificing in the business? So what am, what am I willing to sacrifice and what I'm not willing to sacrifice anymore? Mm-hmm. But this is part of this experience. It's really getting connected to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because that's the energy that's going to drive you to create more in your business anyway, right? We don't create from a lackful place. We create from a space of abundance, but it starts with what we're thinking about it. Exactly. What, what it's all for that, that that the business and what we do in the business is for the sake of funding. Having the life that we want. Exactly. So you spend a lot of personal time then with your clients and really helping them map out what their vision is, you know, and, and what is the, how can the business help you do this? 
because yes. so many entrepreneurs are emotionally too emotionally attached to their business to be able to look at it objectively. Yes, this yes. is what I want my business to be able to do for me. Right, and the mission and vision is all in the business as though yeah. life satisfaction comes to the business. And we might have moments in the business yeah. when it really, you know, hits totally. our because it feels good because we've yeah. heard things. But the life experience is not in the business. Yeah. Well, but I'll just speak from my own experience. I mean, I'm very motivated by achievement. I was a competitive athlete growing up and I've always been motivated by what, what I achieve. I get a tremendous amount of satisfaction out of that. And I think I mastered that early as a child. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, being in athletics did for me and being on a team and having that whole mindset around it. The downside to that, though, is that you almost put too much emphasis on that. And then there are other things in your life that tend to like take second place. And it it took me several years into my entrepreneurial journey to kind of fix that, not fix it, because I feel like we're always a work in progress, but to really correct that path. Um, And because for me, it's all about I want there's a certain life that I want that I want for my husband and me and my family. And it's like. This is why I have my businesses so that we can do these things over here, right? And it is, it's, it is a balancing act. And it, yeah, it's just totally, I'm yeah. very much like that. That was part of the drive. Yeah. I've been very competitive and trying to always yeah. beat, and beat the own things. And it's as much self competition as is other competition. Yeah. And, and you build like strength and resilience and creativity and a stick to that. that I don't know if you go and work in a corporate job or if you, don't have that experience, I think, I mean, everybody works on their own timetable, but I know for me, that's a big part of why I'm so good at what I do because I learned those skills early on. But I know for a lot of people, that's a journey. It, it is a journey. And, and, and it's just, as long as it's in check, because yes. we so attach to that feeling of totally. yes, and it's a very personal thing. Like when we were in, in, in high school and college sports, it didn't really come at a cost to anybody yeah. else. Yeah. 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 Our parents and different things. Yeah. Plus now that if our children, our spouses are feeling left out or second and we're not there to experience because we're unconsciously getting fed by this feeling we get within our business at many times. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's totally. Important. And it's like, how do I feed both of those and make sure that I get some of that in the business and I love the business elements that give me that just juice that fuels me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. But if my marriage is falling apart, the relationship with my kids isn't great. My financial situation at home is a shit show. You know, yeah. then no amount of work in the business is going to fix that. In other words, so we, we have to really get real with where things are. And sometimes it just takes take some time to just be completely honest about it, but it can be very freeing to do that too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Ways to be fed, but you know, a lot of that's, that's just totally. Hurt. So but what it, are some of the biggest, um, you know, while we're on the subject, what are some of the biggest challenges as a business owner? I mean, you spoke about your health journey as being one, you know, having the health emergency and having to literally step out of your career as being one big challenge. But what are some other challenges that you've had to overcome to be able to create basically a new business and a new strategy to create the life that you want? Well, business, business is interesting. I, I mean, I, I've studied business. So, and I've, I've, I've started many businesses. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've never counted, but I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's probably 15 to 20 different businesses of different sizes. Totally. So, you know, I even had to get out of that habit because I was such a creator that, yeah, yeah. that I could, you know, sustain these things. But, but part of that is it's, you know, as entrepreneurs and business owners, it's, it's understanding that business is a system. It's a complex system that has parts. And we call it, I call that the fundamentals of business and every business, my business yeah. is very your business mm-hmm. as far as the types of business, the type of business, the type of clients, you mm-hmm. know, right. But business to business, we're exactly the same fundamentally. Mm-hmm. We both have to, you have to care about marketing. Yeah. I have to care about marketing, even the radically different businesses. You have totally. to care about, mm-hmm. care about sales. Mm-hmm. You have to care about um, what we call human capital and how you mm-hmm. pay people have to care about that. There's something called financial capital. You have to make sure you can make money. I have to make sure I have to make money. 
So what I mean that is that each business, business is a set, it's a, it's building blocks. There's all these building blocks that make a business business. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to have a sustainable, profitable business, all those building blocks have to be there. Yeah. It's kind of like it's, it's, it's a lack of awareness. Mm-hmm. So the challenge, the most challenging thing about business in general, I believe, and what I've mm-hmm. seen and others is that we have to build all these different building blocks mm-hmm. and we have to keep them going all the time. Yeah. Where the challenge is, is, and they all have to be funded. Yeah. Money is typically the biggest challenge in business. Yeah. And it's, it just is. Capital or lack thereof. Yeah. Money, right? Yeah. Cause there's, there's, as an entrepreneur, there's always that, that mindset. I can go make money tomorrow. I really believe I can go make money tomorrow if I need to. Right. But. But I also have had to work very hard on changing my own mindset around that too. You know, away from this money doesn't grow on trees to my people are always around me and there's always opportunity. You just have to be able to keep your mindset like focused on what that is. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I do call that, that can be an entrepreneurial, uh, I call this in the, there's so many different contexts of money, but in the wealth context, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs can get in the kind of bad habit, if you will. Yeah spending on a very expensive lifestyle with the belief, like I can just go make more money because I agree. Right. You have to be able to keep that in check too. You yeah. have to, it's all checks and balances always. Yeah. yeah but money's money's usually the biggest challenge in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. Entrepreneurs get trapped also is they don't understand money in the business, which is why I teach it and help entrepreneurs really love and understand and want to get good with the money. Mm-hmm. And, and understand the financial principles of it so that they're making good financial decisions. Yeah. Again, I, this is who I work with yeah. and of all sizes find themselves in so many bad financial situations, yeah. just lack of understanding the money. Yeah. And it's also like being very clear on why you're making the decision to do something a certain way too, and being able to make that decision from a very high energy place versus a lackful place which there's a lot of that going on too, but yeah, but let's, let's talk for just a few minutes before we wrap up about some of your wins. Cause I know you've obviously got your own personal story as a big win, but I know you've helped other people achieve tremendous milestones in their own business too. Yeah. I mean, the, I'll just give, uh, her name is Rose. So what I do is I have, I teach it for lack of better words, a money school. Mm-hmm. It's person. It's really understanding your personal numbers for personal yeah. finance, there, and then business finance and, and business fundamentals for business. Mm-hmm. And so there, um, people go through classes, and it's a group to really get get good with money, because even with entrepreneurs who are chasing yeah. so many cases, I'd say eighty five percent of them mm-hmm. they love making the money, making the offers. Um, doing the marketing, doing a lot of things, but they don't want to have anything to do with the money. They have yeah. believe as long as I build this big enough, the money is going to take care of itself. Yeah. Gets a lot of people in trouble. Right. So what we do is we help people, entrepreneurs learn money where it changes the relationship where it's like, it's not this avoidance. Like I'm afraid of it. I don't want to touch it. I'm not smart enough. Mm-hmm. I want to do these other things. I'll let the CPAs and bookkeepers deal with the money. It's this transformational experience where it's like learning money is this beautiful energy. Yeah. It's a really powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Money is something that when we can partner with it and understand it and work with it and engage with it and spend time with it, our whole life changes and our yeah. whole business. Yeah. That's the transformational experience it goes through is learning yeah. money from the inside out and over and how we learn it and going through 12 yeah. weeks. It changes our relationship and that relationship changes the energy of money, moves it yeah. from abundance, causes us to want to spend time with it, causes us to understand how to use it to make really good business and personal financial decisions, knowing yeah. how much enough, knowing how much. And also to the better you feel about it and the the more successful you are, the better, the more good you can do in the world with it. You know, that's kind of, there's this mindset among a lot of people that think that because if you've become wealthy, you must have like 
taken advantage of some loophole or whatever. And it's like, you know, I don't really believe that. I think the more when you're successful, there's a lot of good you can do in the world because there's a lot of people that you can help or a lot of people that you've been able to help. Right. Yeah, it's it's the money. There's a, like a money maxim and it says something like money doesn't make you money exposes you. Yeah. And if you're a greedy person without any money. It's really hard to see that there's greed there. Yeah. But if you have a lot of money, you can see greed. You can see. Totally. So now, but quite the opposite. When we're good people with money, we can't do much good without money. Yeah. We have a lot of money and good people. Man, we can make such a difference. That's we- true. There's a lot of good that we can do in the world. There's a lot of a lot of people that can benefit from that too. Well, we want the money in hands of good people. And that's why I want to teach good people money. Yeah. I want have all the money like money doesn't make you greedy or make you philanthropic i mean Mm -hmm. money is who you already are so can the money into good yes thank you that was such a that's such a a big soundbite for people listening that you know it just brings out more of who you are right and we know as good people we we love giving money away we love love bonusing people that are working hard with great big bonus unexpected checks. We love helping yeah. our family like, because that's well, the gift. Being that- generous is one of my core values. I, I believe in that. I was brought up to believe that you pay it forward. You know, you're, you extend a hand out, hand up, not just a hand out. Right. Because when I think about my journey and I think about how I've gotten to where I've, where I am now, there's a lot of people that have helped me along the way. So it's my duty and responsibility to pay it forward, you know, when those days come. And I've had a lot of those days already, but I have a lot more that I want to do, right? Absolutely. So yeah. is it just a good human? The more money you have, the more wealth you have, the world is going to be a better place. That's right. I agree with that. Well said. Where can people find you? You know, the first thing I like people to do if they, uh, I have what's called the financial IQ quiz and there are these 10 love questions. Love it. Love it. Love it. Everybody should take these 10 questions and it's just a little, you know, it's, it's these 10 questions. So mm-hmm. it's 10%, 20%, 100%, just based on how well you answer these questions. And so it's at wisemoneymethod.com okay. quiz, wisemoneymethod.com forward slash quiz. So take the 10 questions. There's no math. It's just fill in the blanks. It'll take, you know, five minutes. But what's great about taking this quiz, it's what I call is just a self-assessment quiz to see how much we know about our own money. Mm-hmm. And usually it causes a lot of awareness to be like, wow, yeah. to this money equation that meets the eye. And maybe I should just think a little bit more about it. Yeah. So that's why. And the thing is, is what's so revealing about this quiz is now thousands of people have taken the quiz. And at first I didn't know, you know, when, first, when I first published it and did that. But the average score is 30%. Wow. So wow. is well below failing if we're going to look at it that way. Wow. And, so this means, and, and I mean, this is in most of the people that take the quiz are going to be you audiences like, like yours and mine. Sure. So they're smart, entrepreneurs working hard. Mm-hmm. You know, that, yeah. you, we're not talking people that are in poverty or anything. We're talking real hardworking entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Yeah. Is, is 30%. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just, it's just awareness like, wow, we really don't understand this thing called money. And that's my purpose and passion in life is to help, especially everybody with become good with money it's to help you understand it better, especially entrepreneurs, because we take so many risks. We yes. give. We work so hard. We're driven by purpose and passion. We do these things because we want to make an imprint on the world. We want, we, we, we do yeah, all the Totally. We want to do it our way and we believe there's a better way. That's just why we do what we do. There's a better way. And like you're doing what you're doing because you want to change people's lives. Yes. Your business changes people's lives day in, day out. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you care like you're doing the two podcasts every week, just that alone. So that's what we do is, man, we care. We make the world a better place. We Mm -hmm. take risks that if you're not an entrepreneur, you're not doing that. You're just kind of working to. Yeah. And also too, if you're just in a place of wanting just to be comfortable all the time, then I think you need to take a look at that too. You know, I want entrepreneurs 
Let's become good with money so we can make more money, keep more money, give more money, but really be Do rewarded. more good in the world. You're financially rewarded. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. that is just an introduction there. And there's a gift attached to that quiz. Okay. And it's a workbook. It's a very thorough workbook that it's the kind of the, one of the main things that I use in my school. Mm-hmm help you answer how much money is enough. So if you want to fabulous, that sounds, that's a great gift. So for anyone out there listening, take advantage. So wonderful. Thank you so much for talking to me today. It's just such a great conversation. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. So folks out there listening, if you want to connect with Christina, scroll down in the show notes and you will find the link to the financial quiz, take advantage get the workbook, take advantage of all the freebies. I I personally believe this is a subject that we could just talk about all day because I feel like there's so much misinformation in the world about it. And I feel like knowledge is power. And the more that we know, the more good we can do, right? Because we're all put on this planet for a purpose. And it's really up to us to become more aligned with what that purpose is. If this conversation was helpful for you and you would like to forward it to a colleague or a friend or somebody that you think needs to hear it, please copy the link and do that and send it to them as a free gift from me. If you like, you can connect with me on my website at www.theallisonk.com and I'll be glad to do it for you or someone on my team will take care of that as well. This is exactly why I started the show. This is exactly why we talk about the client experience. We want always want people to understand from the client perspective what real change and transformation can look like. And it takes people like Christina and me having these real conversations to create change in the world. So please feel free to share this episode with anyone that you think may need to hear it. And if you're in the business of client experiences, I want to talk to you. So go to my website, um, send me a message, connect with me there. We'll make sure that we get the booking process started with you because this is really how we create change is by talking about it. And we talk about it openly and we're very real about how we do that. Thank you for all of your support for me, of my message, of both of my shows. This is why we're consistently ranked in the top 100 in the world. And it's because of people like you who follow us, who take the time to listen, who download and subscribe and share. And that's what it's all about. This is Allison Katzkowski with Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. That's what I've got for you this week on the podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.